Hey everyone, Dan Lovai here and welcome to the New Net Podcast, the podcast where we talk to interesting people doing interesting things in and around PNG. Our guest for this week is an aspiring fashion designer, a recent accounting graduate and is one of the contestants for the Miss Pacific Islands pageant PNG. So please make welcome Miss Relaxo PNG 2021, Miss Josie Nicholas. Hello everyone, it's good to be here. Oh, thank you for joining us today, Josie. I understand that uh, this morning uh, you came from a recent... Uh, the launching and the actual launching yes. of the uh, project runway am i correct palmolive project runway yes for 2022 oh wow yeah i understand yeah no it was a pretty busy morning and we had to push it back just uh, yeah. slightly ever so slightly but thank you very much for joining us no uh now josie for our listeners and viewers <clears throat> who are unfamiliar with you or have not heard of you yet uh could you just please introduce yourself and let the good people know who you are and uh, what it is you do thank you dan so hello everyone once again my name is Josie Nicholas I'm from the central province I'm 23 years of age and I'm currently Miss Relaxo PNG 2021 I represent Relaxo PNG under Numi Distributors which is a, manu a footwear manufacturing company that is located in India but PNG happens to be part of that distribution channel. So this year, Trends Beauty International and Relaxo PNG decided to sponsor a girl and they chose me to represent their brand. And that's something I'm really grateful for. And we all come under the Miss Pacific Island pageant PNG umbrella, which is a great platform for young individuals like myself and all my sisters who are on it. And for those who have come and gone. The best part about this platform is building ourselves up and they give us the chance to explore our full potential and also give back to community and have that heart to serve the people during our reign. And one big thing about it too is it helps us create network with amazing people like now creating network with NewNet. It's such an amazing space where young people like me come to share on this platform. And I'm really grateful for it. And I hope this podcast and everything I share with you here goes a long way and also inspires you. So thank you very much for having me here. Uh, now, uh, Josie, I wanted to ask, uh, and I'm sure uh, some people may have this question on their minds as well. Uh, uh, what made you want to enter the pageant in the first place? That's a question that we contestants get asked a lot of times. And I have a couple of reasons as to why I joined the pageant. And the number one reason would be the opportunity of empowerment that this platform gives. And I saw it as an avenue to give back to the community and a chance to inspire young people to fulfill their education to tertiary level and also see the opportunities that come with not only education but getting involved in extracurricular activities if you're in school it's extracurricular activities and also other spaces that help us carry out our work and advocacy so i joined this pageant because of the impact it had on all the young women that have come and gone and the positive influence it had on all of us in the in social media space and of course outside of social media. I joined this pageant because I wanted to go back to my rural community and give back to my people and give them the hope for a better future that the only way to succeed and excel and go back and help their communities and themselves is through education. So my advocacy during this pageant is around the education space and the scope covers not only urban city schools and 
city kids mm-hmm. but also people in the rural areas because i believe that all young people have that same drive to succeed and reach their goals as much as possible education is definitely one of those things that needs more attention in this country and i'm happy to hear that a lot of the ladies who are also taking part in the pageant yeah. are advocating for that and believe that it is a priority and it it really is and i'm hoping that you know while we just came out of the elections now and there's a new yes. government forming so i'm hoping Definitely. that things uh, i hope we get a course correction i hope things yeah. steer towards a better future for the country now josie i also wanted to ask uh, how does someone actually uh, become a contestant like what's the, the process how does how do you go from uh, you know doing your own thing in life to uh, becoming a figure and representing or being uh, a representative for something and like putting your name up and hand up for being Miss PNG like how does that actually work and what's the process the process to get into the pageant starts with of course advertising for contestants on social media and off social media to newspapers and stuff. So they uh, they hand out applications to interested ladies who put their hand up to join the pageant. And then after screening, they are given a sponsor to represent mm-hmm. in the pageant. So we go through the application process before we get into the pageant. So, But there are also other avenues that in my experience since 2018, uh, I was part of the Medding pageant mm-hmm. for the past four years. So they promote the MPIP platform and see if the pageant can sponsor a girl, the winner, into the Miss PNG pageant through sponsorship of business houses. So it's usually through the mini pageants that are hosted in other provinces mm-hmm. and through application forms of interested candidates who put their hand up to take part. And also to like the offer by mpip if they personally go to you and you know ask if you're interested and then you put your hand up so true verbal communication and non-verbal communication so i got offered it after the miss medding pageant in 2020 so i had to deal with school and uh, looking for a sponsor to come into the miss png but since I was a final year at the university, it was a critical time and I had to turn that down and focus on studies until I got it over with. So when the offer came the second time after my exams, I said, you know, why not? It's an amazing platform where we can do amazing things and I'd like to take the chance. So that's how I got in and how other girls get into the pageant through those other processes. Yes. Now, I mean, uh, that actually makes a lot of sense, uh, going through the smaller pageants and finding the potential candidates through that. Yes. Now, now, I actually did want to ask about, uh, I understand you said you were involved with the Madang, Miss Madang pageant and yes. everything. And if am I correct in saying that you were the former Miss Madang? Yes, from mm-hmm. 2020 to 2021. And I actually wanted to ask about... Uh, that specifically because uh, i understand that that time period of 2021 to 2020 was actually stressful uh for a lot of people around png because that was when the country was facing and i guess the whole world was dealing with that pandemic and all of that so i wanted to ask uh, how was that experience both dealing with school and the miss medang side of things uh and uh, COVID side of things how was that for you during that time period 
I believe that everyone faced the same challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic, all business houses as well as students like myself and everyone in the general public. So during that period, it was challenging. However, when as Miss Medang from 2020 to 2021, I felt like I had the responsibility to make, do something about it or at least do awareness to the general public that this is, these are unprecedented times that mm -hmm. we are facing and we have to go out and give people the hope to just keep moving forward because life never stops. So during, during school and balancing the Miss Medang pageant, I volunteered with the Sun Up On Time campaign in Medang. So it gave me the opportunity, these amazing people gave me the opportunity to take part in awareness programs that we carried out. One of them was in the Medang Market, mm. the Medang Market space, and we had to go and do awareness on COVID-19 because not everyone was informed about COVID-19 and right. they weren't taking the measures to protect themselves from it. So we had to do awareness and speak in talk, piecing, interact with kids and elderly people from all walks of life and try to make awareness that COVID-19 is real and that we should really consider taking those measures to protect ourselves, like wearing masks, social distancing. Mm -hmm. We had to do all that in the marketplace. It was challenging because, you know, people have their own beliefs, but we, we had the chance to do that and I'm grateful for it. We also hosted a panel discussion where I was a guest speaker in that time to see the to address the issues that young people are facing in school and outside of school in uh, during the pandemic mm. time. So we had a panel discussion of elderly women all the way to um, a student like me as and also representing the Medang pageant. We had to share our views on how to overcome the pandemic and how to keep ourselves safe from it and follow all these measures and get point of view from not only the panel, the list of panelists, but also from the general public. So we also had male interaction too that raised mm -hmm. their opinion on this pandemic period and how they are so concerned that, you know, schools, business houses, everyone was affected. So we addressed issues in all levels. I had those two opportunities to share my view and also support Medang to make awareness and overcome the pandemic mm -hmm. time. So. And also balancing that with school, of course we had extracurricular activities mm -hmm. in school and for someone who loves to participate and get involved, I was part of the peer education, peer mentoring classes and stuff. So that's where I did more awareness to in my own space. And when it came to school, I did pageant stuff during my free time. So if it's not on my schedule, I don't go for it. Mm. So we have to go with our timetables as well because our studies are also first priority. So that's how I balance school and pageant responsibilities during that period. Oh, wow. In relation to the pandemic, I'm happy to hear that uh, that we're, I think we're coming out of it now. Like it's yes. things aren't as bad as it was it's before. Really, it's a relief. I think I can I can share that uh, experience of trying to just inform people about what COVID nineteen was, and that yeah. I can only imagine what it was like being in the market setting True. with how you know how packed tight people are in the yeah. market and trying to explain no you can't stand this close to someone because Definitely. the this virus is here and trying to explain that to people, but 
Uh, like I said, I'm happy that the things, it seems like it's slowing down. Like It, it seems like uh, we were over that hump period of when there was a peak in infections. And yes. it seems like a good time and things are starting to get back to normal. Now, uh, Josie, uh, earlier this month, uh, touching on the advocacy work that you have been doing, I think earlier this month you did some donations for a school in the Kariku district. Yes, that's correct. Uh, could you tell me uh, how what that experience was like? And uh, I believe, I think I saw pictures on your social media about uh, uh, the day of, and I think uh, you all went into a diner truck and made the trip. Yes. What was that like? I'd say that experience was amazing and very heartwarming and fulfilling for myself and the team as well. So, yes, it was earlier this month. We visited St. Louis, the King Bioto mm-hmm. Community School. That's in the Kairuku district. And that's the place that I set my goal to visit at the beginning of this pageant journey. And we pull it off thanks to teamwork. Of course, teamwork makes the dream work. So that experience was very fulfilling and exciting because we had to hop on the diner truck and go down to the village. You never have a highway experience unless you get mm-hmm. on the highway truck. So my team and I did that and we we donated 11,000 kina worth in cash and kind so 10,000 in kind of teachers resources library books and sports equipment and also my sponsors were generous enough to donate six boxes of footwear wow. to the school and we also gave 1,000 kina in cash that's under MPIP sponsorship we gave that to the school itself so it was really amazing to see the teachers and students of the school prepare and wait for us despite the time and the traveling hour Mm -hmm. took us to get there they prepared and waited the whole morning but we managed to get there on time and fulfill our purpose to be there the challenging part for me was speaking in my mother tongue to Mm. interact with the students and the community not only the students were present but the whole village was there too Ah. to witness that event that we attended and that was that we prepared for so everyone was there and i saw the importance of you know learning your mother tongue and your language because when you go back to make a difference you don't speak in english Mm. or any other language you have to communicate in your mother tongue to connect with the people there so that's what i did i made a few mistakes but it was amazing it showed that people were listening to me and were happy to actually see that someone cared about their education enough to show up with her team and donate these goods so i'd like to Thank you. I'd like to acknowledge the people behind this visit. That's Project Yumi, all the way from Brisbane, who supported us with the donations. Um, Some sisters from Marinville who also donated Mm. books during our book drive. And also Relaxo PNG for the footwear and MPIP for the 1000 cash. So my team and I successfully pulled off that visit and... I'm sure we left an impact because they're still talking about it and they're sharing stories like students actually going into the library and embracing everything that we gave and going through the books and talking about how they want to be somebody when they grow up and it's really positive and we feel like we really served our purpose during our charity visit. That was the biggest charity event that we aimed for at the beginning of the pageant and with the support of my family and team we it turned out really well for us so 
I think the best advice to anyone who wants to visit their village in the next few days or coming years, you have to learn your language in order to connect with the people, in order for them to understand the message mm-hmm. you're trying to bring to them. Because our culture and our language is our identity and we cannot ignore that. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I completely agree with that. I've been in positions where I think my, me and myself, I am not very fluent in my own mother tongue. So there, there have been instances where when I'd go to the village, I think my father or my mother would do, do, do the most of the talking and I'm just sitting there nodding, trying to <laughs> try to convey that, yes, I understand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that you, you brought up a very interesting point that I've never really thought of. And yes, when you're trying to help your community back in the rural area, it helps to know your mother tongue and have that knowledge of how to speak and communicate and connect with your people uh, especially if you're trying to help them or make a difference yeah. in the in the space and uh now uh josie the next uh, question i wanted to ask i think i mentioned i mentioned much much earlier in the intro about uh you being an aspiring fashion designer and i think would you be able to just uh, speak a bit on that and uh i think you mentioned earlier about uh it being a business and your side of things for that side of my life yes i'm an aspiring fashion designer i I say aspiring because i'm still learning and still growing and i'm still inspired by everything like the trailblazers in png the fashion designers they these people always continue to inspire me in their every day work and the kind of designs that come out for my fashion life it started in grade 10 when my mom allowed me to use the sewing machine <laughs> so i had to sew like sew something out of all the bits and pieces because i didn't have my own stuff so when i actually created a merry blouse out of all the different material pieces i i was inspired and i think the journey started when i was a kid because i loved playing with barbie dolls but i'd always change their outfits <laughs> I'd always change the outfit so I think it grew over time and when I got in touch with the sewing machine we just connected you know so I thought you know why not take a chance and explore my potential there so I'm I'm self-taught from home thanks to my mom and in 2018 when I was in year one at Divine Word University I decided to put up a mini runway during our business studies fun night and i didn't know that a little runway would bring so much opportunities and that's Ah. where that's where it all started from the business studies fun night at divine word then i went on to meeting the mpip and getting offered the designer contract to um, design miss leoshina Perryhouse dresses for Ah. the miss png pageant so that's where it all started from just an interest and my passion to turning it into a business idea so it was a startup SME for me since 2018 and my sustainable practice for the past four years at university so I just kept doing that and I enjoyed being backstage and Mm. creating dresses for the contestants who came and went on the Medang pageant so I always loved doing that and you don't get tired of what you love doing you know so it started from there, from 2018, with Miss Leoshina, my sister and friend. We passed the Miss PNG pageant, and I continued to do that, supporting the girls in the Miss Medang, currently Mr. and Miss Medang pageant now. 
and in 2020 that's where i got involved myself in the mm-hmm. miss medang pageant and of course i was my own designer but i didn't think it would take me to a point where i'd be my own designer on such a national platform mm-hmm. like the miss png itself and i'm grateful to mpi for tr- believing in me and giving me that opportunity to see where this can take me to so that's it was my passion interest turned into my business idea that sustained me for the past four years in university and i'm still doing that and i hope to excel in it maybe in the years mm-hmm. to come yeah so that's about the fashion side oh, wow uh now the the business does it have a name can people find you on the social on social media or yes um i have my page on facebook and instagram is inactive at the moment but my facebook page name is gabriella's boutique gabriella is my confirmation name so it's my middle name Ah. (laughs) yeah so it's called gabriella's boutique and gabriella is also um in the bible perspective it's having the heart to serve so that's what Gabriella means and I think it fits my business name because I find happiness helping other people through my fashion and sewing of clothing. So it's Gabriella's Boutique on Facebook if you're looking for me. <laughs> oh wow. Oh man, Anna, I didn't actually, I didn't know that you also had a hand in uh, making uh, Leoshina's dresses oh. <laughs> as well. And I guess I wanted to ask, uh, uh, is which I guess which do you feel more pressure for as in designing for like did you feel more pressure now designing for yourself compared to designing Leoshina's dresses or would you say it's a sort of an equal feeling I, th- I think it's equal because the pressure is the same we have to challenge ourselves every time in order to get better at something so the pressure is the same from 2018 but we were in school, so it was uh, quite different. 2018, we were just year one students at Divine Red trying to make something happen. So that's that was extra pressure. Yeah. So it it was challenging because we had our exams and also timetable to follow as well. So we had to ju- do it during our free time. The difference now is I have enough time before mm-hmm. pageant. So equal pressure just different challenges yeah mm. well uh josie i think we've uh, come to the end of the interview thank you so much for joining us we've come to the end of the interview and uh thank you very much for watching and listening uh this has been the new net podcast and we will see you in the next one